Are we starting? Uh, we, we sure can. I was looking up. I wanted to know, I because I had this question when I watched it the other day, is same-sex shit illegal or is it just like not cool it's illegal kenya okay yeah if you're caught doing the stuff 14 years in jail fucking wild isn't that weird isn't that crazy Ugh. anyway we can talk about that obviously when we yeah <laughs> so yeah, real bummer. Um, it's really hard to <laughs> welcome to one foot on the ground. <laughs> this is Ashley. <laughs> and this is Johnny. <laughs> and today we are discussing uh, Rafiki from... 2018. Oh, what I'm did sorry. You did you know the year? I said 2018. Oh, I thought you said 1918. I was like, wow. <laughs> it held up for its age. <laughs> <laughs> Which I knew that wasn't true, but <laughs> but like in that moment, in that moment you were like, "Whoa, dude!" I had one of those this morning when I woke up. I got like, you know, I had one of those little like flash reports from NPR and whatever, and it gave me like the highlights of the news. And then it was like, uh, "Today's high will be eighty-nine degrees, and the low will be seventy-nine." And I was like, "Oh." winter's coming <laughs> <laughs> which is funny because it wasn't in fuck, the 90s but, but no that's true i noticed that i was like oh shit it's about to get cold even though it's <laughs> yeah. not cold it's like yeah. for florida it's gonna be cold this week which yeah, means it's, it's not gonna it, get it's getting cold for florida for sure yeah 88 degrees is something to something to I sneeze was at super excited about it because i was like well now i can walk like mm -hmm. and not feel like shit yeah um we went to a park today this is so off topic but whatever we went to Roll a park right into it it was lovely we went oh that was it awesome. hiking yeah no it was pretty gross though because there was some wet spots and i got i me only me got tons of mud splashed up onto the back of my legs i was like I walked the exact same way as Jason and he got nothing and I got tons of fucking mud all over me. I was like, okay, maybe fine. You're, maybe you're a stomper. Maybe you stomp. I, I don't know. I guess. Ugh, God. Anyway, so what is this movie about? Rafiki uh, is about, it's like a Romeo and Juliet situation. <gasps> oh, I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> and uh, homosexuality. <laughs> I'm a homo. Yeah, like, like there's two contesting like dads, like families. Yes. There's the and Capulets political. And the, yeah, because they're, they're both running, running for, for for something. They're running for office of some sort. I I never quite got that. And honestly, I'm not gonna lie. When I heard that introduced into the plot, I was like, oh god, I really don't feel like watching some political bullshit. <laughs> and then it really wasn't a big deal. I was like, <laughs> But no, all I could think was, was, oh, God, please don't go into all this, because that's not what I'm here for. It really didn't even have to be there. No, it didn't. But, well, like, I guess the rivalry between the two dads did. I think that needed to be in there to kind of yeah, give uh, you an, an idea that even if, well, I guess we should say right off the bat for everybody that homosexuality is illegal in Kenya. So... Oh, this is a Kenyan film. Did we mention that? No, not at all. Um, yeah, it's a Kenyan film. Uh, <laughs> so it was it was filmed, and it was in what is it? Nairu? Nairu mm, I'm gonna say this wrong. You definitely are. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna say for it sure. Wrong. I can't wait. Hold on, let me find the word in front of me so I don't mess it up as bad. Nairobi, right? No. Yeah. Oh, right. I I, I won't be able. Nairobi? I think it's Nai Nairobi. It's N-A-I-R-O-B-I, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. um, let's just say Nai Nairobi. Go for sure. it. Sure. Um, 
please forgive us if we're saying any of this incorrectly because obviously oh yeah i'm gonna butcher these names horrible white people so we deserve all the the digs that we get for that um so anyway so in kenya it's illegal to be uh homosexual if you're caught uh being homosexual with another homosexual uh you get 14 <laughs> years in jail. homosexual act <laughs> <laughs> i mean I, I would guess that you'd have to be with another homosexual but i guess you don't have to be i guess it could be a homosexual act upon a heterosexual person maybe i don't i don't know like or a so they'll claim. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! What do I do? Like, I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> I was being kissed. I wasn't sure what happened. Um, which is not. We're not trying to. We're not making. Trying fun to of. minimize it. No, not at all. Yeah. It's horrifying. <laughs> it's horrifying that that still happens. I mean, oh, as much yeah. as I'd like to think that we are as a country uh further along i don't think we're too much further than them i guess i mean i feel well, like every yeah time we i take think a the difference forward, would be we're taking some steps back like we wouldn't be imprisoned for 14 years no that's true yeah. not not anymore i'm sure at some point there was something i guess and i think some states probably still have something or maybe not anymore no not anymore no, no, I I remember when gay marriage was legalized and Texas was like, wait a minute, what about something, Bible state, whatever. I don't remember exactly what, what it was, but they tried to fight shut it. shut your fucking face, we're not going to marry you. Well, you that's, 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 that ended up asshole. happening. They were just like, it's fine. I think my favorite, my favorite headline, though, was the TBT when... Uh, it had a photo of uh, two women, the first two women to get married in Florida, and it was in Miami. And uh, they were all, it was like on the court steps, and it was like two first two women uh, married in Florida. <clears throat> World doesn't implode. <laughs> <laughs> it was beautiful. Well, even, it still had even it. Britain was ahead of us in, in that whole situation. So, well, yeah. We were still yeah, really I mean, behind. everyone, you know. I, I it it shouldn't be, but like everyone, like you know, has their own path in yeah uh, acceptance. You know, true. So yeah, so even this movie here, which came out in 2018, mm-hmm. it it couldn't be filmed or it couldn't be showed in the country. No, like, they like um, girl got like a a week. The director won like a week of yes, yeah, she I won know, free time to play it. Yeah, she sued um, Kenya's government and uh, because she wanted it to be able to be screened in the country so that it would be eligible to be uh, put forth as the Kenyan submission for the Academy Awards that year for Best Foreign Language Film. Oh. And so she sued and she did win. So they let her screen the film for, what was it, seven days? Yeah. Is that what it was? Yeah, seven mm-hmm. days. Yeah, they, they lifted the suspension for seven days. Yes, uh, which is, I mean, I mean, I, I didn't know that part until today. Like, I knew that she won the case, but I had no idea that it was only for seven days. Like, it's not <laughs> like she won for all of right. all time. Like, you can watch this film whenever you fucking want to. No, no, seven days. You had seven days to watch this film, uh, which is insane. But that was the eligibility requirements for the thing but then of course kenya did not put forth that film for the best foreign language i don't know why she thought that that would happen because you know you have to fight against other things i mean that's shitty it was kind of like they were like oh okay all right no yeah yeah yeah. fuck me fuck you (laughs) go ahead and do it but you're not you're not gonna get it anyway um anyway so so she didn't um she didn't get the nomination for that, but this was the first Kenyan film to be in the um, uh, Cannes Film Festival. Was, oh, was right it on. Cannes? Yeah, Cannes in 2018. Uh, and so it was the first one to ever be screened in, in that festival from Kenya. Um, so, yeah. Right on. I want to say the film itself, so... We, we said that it's kind of, it's just, I mean, it's, it's not a complicated plot by any means. 
it's girl meets girl. They fall in love. They have issues like you do, <laughs> especially in that country. Um, they, it kind of escalates to them finally getting a chance to be alone and getting physical. And that's when they're caught by people and they're beaten horribly. And which it was funny because I remember reading the description of this film before I saw it. And it was that the film was showing homosexuality in a positive light. And all I could think was, well, that's good. At least we're getting one. And then I watched it. I was like, wait a minute, they're getting beat. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like is this positive? I, yeah, they're, they're getting like, oh my God. And, and it was like. It was horrifying. Everyone, I cried. I cried. Everyone was, was in it. Everybody. Like everyone in the, the whole village. They dragged them out into the like we're skipping ahead a ton, but like they dragged them out into the center of their village and just yeah. started wailing on them. It was and I will awful. say that it was awful. I ha oh, I hated it. Um, and then they're in the police department because you know they're the offenders. Of course, yeah. And, and they're they're like waiting to be picked up by their parents, I guess. And um and, and obviously it's a disgrace because it's like the politicians' daughters, and uh, like the one girl, um, not Kenna, the other one. It was uh, Naduda. I, I thought say. it was Ziki. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Naduda is the one that looks so much like Octavia Spencer. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I think yeah. so. I was like, oh, is that Octavia? No, it's not. It looks like Octavia. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, but yeah, like her, uh, Zeke, I'm already messing it up. Her dad <laughs> comes in and he just slaps her. He just like, he just uh, wait, like, and then he's well, like, get back in the car. And I was like, oh my goodness. Yeah. Like, that was the thing about it is, is like when this, the film starts and you kind of see, I mean, first of all, they give you, an example of how the area itself deals with homosexuals. Like they're not nice. And they, they show you that really quick by showing a, a gay man going up and buying a beverage at this place that they all hang out at. Mm -hmm. And I believe Ken kind of works there as well. Um, I think. Uh, does she work at the uh, uh, Naduda, I believe, is the one that works she, there. Yeah, she was she sitting at the table. There. But her dad, Kenna's dad, does own the convenience store in that same quarter. Oh, okay. So maybe that was it. But she's there all the time, whatever. They all hang out there. But yeah. um, a homosexual guy comes up, and which this is important because I want to bring this up later. Because um, it, it has a beautiful arc to the whole thing. But um, he comes up and... Uh, they kind of they make fun of him horribly, and then he of course leaves or whatever. But so you get to see what it's like, and she's firsthand witnessing that, you know, seeing what that's like, and yet she still, you know, falls in love with this woman. Which I mean, obviously you're gonna do. Well, like, it's because not like you it's can not a stop. choice. Yeah, you can't control homosexuality. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> it's a natural occurrence. Yeah, well, it's they. Not like a choice. Um... <laughs> they, yeah, I was I was really confused at, at, in that scene at first because I I I didn't read any of the description, so I didn't realize <laughs> that this was going to be like I don't know LGBT or anything like that. But like the the fellow walks by and um, Blacksta says to his other friend, I can't remember his name, but they but he was not a cool dude. And he said something like, oh, there goes your girlfriend. And it was the dude. And yeah. then, like, he started calling him, like, like a fag. And I was like, oh, oh no. Yeah. Oh, no. Well, you know, it's funny, oh, too, because no. Blacksta, I thought he was gay. I was confused about that because I, that was my first inclination. I was like, oh, he must be her gay friend, too. Like, ooh, they're friends. And then, of yeah. course, that's not true. <laughs> so he's, the, he's supposed to be her romantic interest. But... Yeah, and she, he was a yeah. really cool dude up until the end. Uh, yeah, he was pretty. Yeah, he was pretty okay until a certain point. And then it was like, oh fuck, god damn it, not even you. But I was gonna say, in this, it was interesting because the way that you get introduced to all the different characters, and you kind of like you're trying to figure out who is going to be an ally, basically. And I was surprised at 
because there was basically only two allies as far as i can remember i mean other than the homosexual but it was the dad oh okay and it was um ziki's mother which was the surprising one to me because i was like whoa and i was surprised that kenna's mother was as against it as she was like that was like volatile but it was interesting interesting to me that Zeke's mother would have been the one that was an ally in the situation like she after after the whole you know things came out or whatever and like they knew that they were kissy kissy with each other her she let her come into the house because she knew you know and I was like oh wow okay well and it was I also thought that Zeke's mother being an ally was like I it was like I didn't realize what she was trying to do in the beginning right so she I wasn't sure either. she caught wise earlier Mm -hmm. before before people caught them kissing in the car yeah and she she caught them and she was just like you got to go home you can't talk you guys can't talk anymore you know like like she knew that like things were going to be shitty and you know she was just going the best way she knew how even though it was like super aggressive as far as my standards go yeah Um, it was but that's what i'm saying that's why it surprised me later that she was basically now i think she was just trying to protect the two as much as she could yeah i didn't realize that 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 these girls were going to like be pummeled yeah it was bad like by uh, the whole village it was awful and then um after they get beaten up they get taken out of jail or whatever by their parents um and kenna still wants to acknowledge them you know what i mean like kenya tried to reach out for her hand and everything and yeah and ziki was like no absolutely not well and that i think that was a callback to earlier when they were at church and the the preacher was was condemning homosexuality and he was like can you believe you know there are these vagrants who are trying to um change the law but uh you know the bible is above the law or whatever he was trying to say is that like you know uh you know the good book says it's bad which it doesn't by the way it doesn't Um, i'm getting so sick of that (laughs) fucking excuse because we all know it's not in there so right we can read too i I just want to point that out um (laughs) i i mean there's like it's not like because you're homosexual you can't read yeah no but some of the translations there are some translations that james version especially is like fucked like intentionally uh, fucked yeah intentionally yeah i mean even against women it's horrifying oh absolutely he's a fucking piece of shit and i can't believe anybody still reads that fucking version like hello we've known this forever could you please not stop printing it but of course not because people that want to control their women are going to want to keep that version it says you can't do that lady (laughs) <laughs> and then the, i mean and then like like it's like there's a difference between um and i mean even in politics like originalism versus like the spirit of the law mm-hmm. like like either following the word like to the core or being like well the spirit of this because you know things are different now yeah is like that's a whole nother that's a whole nother situation in any case this guy super against homosexuality and during his sermon, uh, the uh, Zeke is trying to touch Kenna. Mm-hmm. And Kenna is, like, not cool with it because they are amongst their peers and their family and the entire village. And she keeps pulling away so much that she gets up and leaves. And Zeke goes and she's, you know, quite upset. She's like, why can't I love you and she's like uh you know why duh (laughs) yeah and so like these conversations are happening and so i was just thinking like oh you know it's just like looked down upon (laughs) oh no (laughs) yeah (laughs) 
No, uh, no, but no. Yeah, and so, you know, cut to the police station and, you know, Kenna is trying to reach out and uh, Zeke is like, absolutely not. Yeah. You know, she she changed her tune real quick. Oh, yeah. And after Sucks. that, um, that's where I wanted to bring up the homosexual that was made fun of at the beginning of the film mm-hmm. comes around at this point. And there is this beautiful, beautiful moment between the two, between uh, Kenna and him, where there's nothing said. It's completely silent. But mm-hmm. he comes and sits down next to her um, on this bench, and they just sit. And it was just a beautiful moment to to see that. Yeah. Because, I don't know, like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. I guess I guess maybe for us homosexuals, it means more than it does. <laughs> like, well, sure, if two like, heterosexual people sat down next to each other, it wouldn't mean anything. But it's like the acknowledgement I mean, of could, knowing that you two are on the same side and he's there for you, even though you're not going to say anything. It's just an unspoken kind of thing, and it was it was just beautifully done. I love that. Yeah, there's really nothing to say though. Right, like, like you know, he knows it. She knows it. They both now have had that experience. And Mm -hmm. homeboy, I don't know. Like maybe he has been caught in the act. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, But I well, that's what I was. But I mostly assumed that they just just picked him out for being different. You know. Well, and and that's that's kind of what I was gonna bring up earlier. Is that it's hard in that culture for me anyway and maybe this is just an american thing maybe because we're the gays (laughs) we are very colorful we're very just out there and vibrant and you know we have the rainbow as our motif so (laughs) it's like seeing all that color and that creativity and that excitement um but over there like and that's why the film like uh, the the director specifically wanted to make sure to use as much color as possible because that is the way that their culture is they are extremely colorful so she wanted that to be represented and that's kind of where i got like it for me it would be confusing because i'd be like well because if I went there, like if I specifically, and I didn't see this film and didn't know any of this stuff, if I went to um, Kenya and hung out in this area, I'd be like, oh, cool. Everybody's cool with me being gay. I can do whatever I want. Woo. <laughs> I mean, not that I would do anything weird, but I'm just saying like, I'd probably feel more comfortable and not worry so much about like talking or something. Cause I sound like a woman, like it wouldn't bother me, but at the same time, like that's where it gets deceptive because it isn't friendly towards someone like me. So it'd be like, oh shit, what? So that's why them knowing that he's a homosexual to me meant that he had to have been caught in some way because what's the differentiating aspect of these two people? You wouldn't know well, unless- Maybe maybe it was some, there's some, there's uh, obviously there's gonna be different standards of manhood you know yeah i guess so, so like maybe he all i could think of is like country stuff like maybe he couldn't cut the head off a chicken on the first swing you know like something or like whatever the equivalent of that is maybe he was squeamish over something uh, well that's maybe gross he's just... i wouldn't do that either <laughs> <laughs> i mean i wouldn't even be in that situation please yeah, i mean but, hello but there's like People, well, it, it doesn't have to be colors that, like... No, you know, I know. Like, people I'm just will, saying that's People like, will that's, pick out a kid, and, and then they'll just be like, he's lighting his loafers, <laughs> you know? Well, I guess I guess that's true. Like, yeah. me being teased in, in middle school and stuff, like, I mean, what was the difference between me and somebody else at that point? Right. Like, I mean, obvi- I, I mean... Like, bullies will find you not before you figure out that you're gay. <laughs> I'm not trying to be disrespectful towards me, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was obvious from a very early age that I was a gay person. So 
I mean, I get it, I guess, but, but it's also, cause and I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast or not, but I was also put into speech therapy when I was in elementary school in Georgia, because I had a lisp, a really, really bad lisp and they had it corrected. And all I could think was, wow, like you were so uncomfortable with me that you sent me to speech therapy to correct my lisp. I'm like, wow. I mean, that's nuts to me. And of course, I mean, I don't have it per se. I, I don't know if I still have a lisp or not. I don't think I do. But, and that was the other thing. Like when I went to speech therapy for what, a year or two or whatever it was, I don't remember, I barely remember being in that speech therapy. So it's like, okay. But it was definitely an obvious lisp back in the, like I couldn't say ST, like my last name. They had, that was their example. I was like, say your last name, John. And I was like, Stubbs. I mean, obviously with a lisp of some sort. You but, can't even pretend to have a lisp now. I wouldn't even know how to begin. I don't know. I have no clue. But that's what I'm saying. Like, how do they do that? That's fucking crazy. I, don't, I, I imagine don't it would have been like Dubs. What? Maybe. Like Dubs? Maybe. My, my younger sister had a speech impediment as well. And she had it fixed. The same exact kind of thing. And I mean, hers was different. Like, it was hard to understand her most of the time. Like, we knew it because we we were around her all the time so we knew what she was saying but like she couldn't say um uh rudolph like rudolph the red-nosed reindeer and people made fun of her so bad one year and i was like what the fuck y'all need to shut up she's saying rudolph the red-nosed reindeer what's so hard about that and but it didn't occur to us that she was not saying it correctly because we just were used to her the way she spoke yeah i had an employee that couldn't say her r's and um and her name was Sarah, and people would say Sawa, um, and like she huh. and I and I like I remember there was a time when I was confused about like what was happening, and she just turned to me like totally, like it was normal. She was like, "They're just making fun of me because I can't say my Oz," and I was like, uh, "That's not cool." Yeah, let's not do that. Yeah, like that's not cool. That's not cool. <laughs> not one bit. That totally was like. Fine. I have to say, uh, I just rewatched Big Bang Theory, the series, mm -hmm. and there's a character on there, a reoccurring character, and he can't say his R's either. And I right. kind of loved that they kept him in there, and nobody ever said, well, I think there was maybe a couple times where they made fun of it, but there was a specific reason to do that. Um, not that there should be, but whatever. But for the most part, nobody ever, like when he first started showing up on the show, they didn't mention that he had a speech impediment of some sort. They just understood him and it was, it was fine just character and, yeah it was he just, just there. existed yeah uh which i kind of loved i always wonder if that actor actually has that because i don't think i've ever seen him in anything else and i did look him up but i never watched anything else he was in but i kind of wonder i bet he does like, i wonder if he does because it would be difficult to to pull that off if that's not how you actually spoke yeah as far but as in any I mean, case speech impediments does not make you gay no <laughs> In any case, none of this makes you gay. But, yeah. I mean, people have lisps and they're straight. I mean, whatever. Absolutely. But in any case, yeah. So, yeah, he was gay. I really loved the colors of this movie. And I thought that the director, I thought she captured it very well. Mm -hmm. And it was just, like, beautifully photographed the whole way through. Even Siki's hair, which reminded me of those Candia necklaces. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, I love that she had that beautiful, all those colors in her hair. It was very beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, she had that seashell on the and front the of night, her forehead. And the nightclub scene was gorgeous. It was very oh, beautiful. Oh, yeah, like, like, the, like the, paint, the paint scene in uh, Miss Congeniality. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. Yeah, that was very cool. I also like that that was kind of the height of their romance so to speak like because they got to be themselves around other people and just yeah where were they they went out of town i thought or something to yeah, go to no, an actual underground gay club where oh, the gays could gay be club? together um, <laughs> i don't know why i got closer to the microphone for that <laughs> hello <laughs> uh <laughs> 
was very underground and crazy. Um, yeah, I love that. It kind of reminded me of, um, I mean, in retrospect, not while it was happening, but in retrospect, it made me think of uh, Sofia Coppola's The Virgin Suicides, where okay. uh, behind the scenes, if if you watch the behind the scenes for that, uh, when they're at the, the dance, I can't remember what kind of dance it is, but they went to a dance and um, Sophia Coppola's direction to the girls was you have to pretend like this is the most exciting fun you'll ever have in your life because it is. Like this is the most exciting night of your entire lives because soon you won't have them. <laughs> which yeah. is horrifying but but i kind of loved that she gave them that as a direction because it was like oh god well so they you know they had fun and that kind of is i felt that same way about that scene it like i said in retrospect not while it was happening i just thought they were having fun but then in retrospect i was like oh shit like that technically was probably the most fun they had at that point because we haven't brought up the ending yet um and this might be why that whole uplifting positive message situation happened because the end of the film is many, many, many years later. Like they, they're not together. Uh, Kenna goes off and becomes a doctor like she wanted to do. Well, she wanted to be a nurse. Oh yeah, that's right. But, but Ziki was like, you're too smart. You gotta be a doctor. Exactly. Think, think better of yourself. So yeah, she does. Yeah. She went and became a doctor. Um, and then, oh, God, oh, she, she, one of her, the patients that she has to see in her rounds is one of the nasty women from her village that was a fucking cunt to her, obviously. Um, yeah. And let her touch her. She didn't want her to be, she didn't want her to touch her. So, yeah. oh, God, I hated it. I fucking hated it. I was like, why don't you just fucking die? Nasty bitch. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like it's like, all right, picky. <laughs> Die off, bitch. Like, and honestly, I I feel the same way about all of our disgusting, racist, homophobic, horrifying Trump supporting Americans in the world right now. Like, just die off, please. Like, it's time. Well, I mean, I used to think that when I was younger, like growing up in, I guess, like very uh, racist and very homophobic like area. Mm -hmm. It was just like part of daily speech that it was so normalized. And I remember thinking that like my generation isn't as shitty. Right. And that I hope not. Those people are just going to die off that like. And, you know, and some of them did. Like, I have, like, extremely racist family members that have died. And, I mean, the with the way the world is today, though, I'm like, that's a long, that's a hard ask. It's a hard ask to wait because they are just still kicking. And, and they're passing it down. They're passing and it down. And that's what's I, that's, shitty. That's the sad part of the whole thing. Yeah. So, I, I think I was a little naive in my hope back then. I am, too. I still yeah, am. So. <laughs> yeah, so it was, it was time to be more uh, more active. We just gotta keep fighting, everyone. Yeah. Oy vey. Um, yeah, so that so woman yeah. is shitty, but then she's like, oh, you know your bitch still here. You oh, know, yeah, yeah, You know, yeah. she came back. You know, your lover came back. <laughs> like, like, it was like a dig or something. Well, because like she, she was, was, that's right. She was sent to, Zeke was sent to England to go yeah, to Yeah, she school. went to London. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So uh, she came back and you see Kenna going back to the old village and the old apartment complex and everything to go find her. Um, she doesn't find her there. But then she goes to one of their spots and there was something significant about that spot. It was from earlier. They had been there earlier in the film. Well, it wasn't at the first spot that they had the, their first date. The first date was on a rooftop. There was laundry oh, I thought it was on that hanging bench. all around them. Or like, 
Because she had said that, like, if she were to take her on a real date, it would be someplace where they can look at the stars. Yes, that was yeah. it. Because mm-hmm. didn't one of them want to do something like that? Was it Ziki that wanted to be an astronomer or something? Or maybe I'm mixing something else. Whatever. I, I don't recall anything that Ziki wanted to do other than travel and show people what, like, a Kenyan girl looks like. Yes. Yes. Ugh. Which they're all fucking beautiful, so. Yeah. Oh, Ugh. yeah. Um, so anyway, so at the very end, um, uh, Ikenna is sitting there on in their spot or whatever, and it's beautiful. And uh, she turns, and obviously Siki is there, and I believe you only see her hand reach yeah. out for hers, and that's, that's it. That's the end of the film. You don't actually get to see Siki current. Um, but beautiful. Yeah, it was nice. Stunning, stunning way. And of course, they got to you know reach out for each other's hands. I thought that was beautiful. Um, because that is still kind of a thing, especially for me. I don't, I don't feel comfortable, like holding hands with a guy in public. I don't. That's not a thing. And that's just something you know beaten into me over all the years like don't do that right. but um and obviously some people do it and i applaud them for doing it because i can't imagine how what kind of comments they get from doing that you know i had some friends that would go to like theme parks together and hold hands and they got a lot of comments but they loved the comments where like a child would say something like look, they're holding hands or whatever, you know, their parents and the parents are like, it's fine. They're allowed to, (laughs) which I'm like, oh, thank God. There's some parents out there like that. Thank you. Well, yeah, but that's also, so those people are also setting like an example, like of normalcy for, for those kids. Yeah. You know, like, because, you know, their parents can be allies, but it's still, I think there's like still a lot of power in seeing it yeah, and just making it, you know, like, like growing up, uh, my little brother, I mean, he knew black people existed, but when he saw his first black person, he was amazed, you know, like, cause he went to like this Catholic school that only had like brown and white kids, mm-hmm. you know? And like, but like, and he, he was just so, so shocked. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with like the way he reacted, but I do know that some people were uncomfortable and I'm like, it's a kid, it's a kid because like, he was like, that guy's purple because you know, he's a child. He doesn't know how to, like, he doesn't, he doesn't know. He's just calling it like he sees it. (laughs) And, but he was just like, cool. And I think that there's like a lot. In like being like, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, we would call him, we would say he's black, but yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> but, uh, but instead of like people like, like shushing him, you know, yeah. like if there were people to have shushed him and be like, oh, don't say that. Because like, you know, that guy's allowed to be black. And I also like, it's the same, like those when... dudes like holding hands, if they're like, ah, oh, don't stare. It kind of like gives a, almost like a sense of like shame. Or yeah. like, you know, like yeah. something to not, to not address, which is fine. You know, just be like, yeah, they're holding hands. Yeah, he's black. It's also yeah. good, like, like in a situation like with your brother, like you said, if the black person that was called out for being black um, just is like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm black. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, isn't that cool? Yeah. <laughs> like, isn't it cool how people can look different? We can all be know? different. Um. <laughs> Because I mean, obviously you could get offended, but I think, I think it's important also for us, like mm-hmm. just the different group of people or whatever to just accept that somebody's going to have an opinion about you at some point and you just have to deal with it. I don't know. In yeah, the best but way I mean, there's can. also plenty of people who don't have exposure. Yeah. So no, like, that's what I'm saying. Like if you, yeah. if you encounter like that kid, like. Yeah, you know. he just doesn't have exposure. Like, yeah, and I think hands. that that's more valuable oh than all the other fuckers that are huffing. 
you know? Yeah. Well, it's funny because there was actually a, a good story that Prince told about uh, him and Stevie Wonder hanging out together. And um, it had to do with that specifically. Like, I think Stevie Wonder asked Prince to hold his hand. And Prince mm -hmm. is like, what? what? Why do you want me to hold your hand? <laughs> like even Prince, Prince is having a, you know, a, not that he's homophobic, but it was just like, oh, I don't, why am I doing that? It's just like, it's, it's, it's not what we do, man. And Stevie Wonder was like, who cares? Does it matter? I want to hold your hand. And especially for Stevie Wonder, you know, he's blind. So it's like, you know, yeah, he, just, he ain't seeing those looks. He's not seeing anybody saying anything like it's, it's fuck you. If I want to hold your fucking hand and, and that's how I can feel that you're there and present. Why not? Yeah, I, and I bet that like has like, I'm not blind, uh, nor do I have a close like loved one that is. But I would imagine that if you're navigating a world without sight, mm -hmm. there's going to be a lot of people who reach out for your hand. Yeah, exactly. And I imagine that that's like, that's got to be like a sense of like connection and safety yeah. and whatever. So if like Stevie Wonder is sitting next to Prince and he like, you know, that's a friend, they're having a great time and he wants to incorporate something that's like, that feels good to him. That's something yeah. that connects with him. Like. Well, just I really, hand. I feel bad that I don't remember the antidote to that story because <laughs> right. I know Prince had a, it was a pivotal moment for Prince specifically. He had like an epiphany moment and I can't remember what his epiphany was, but obviously it was a tolerance and accepting kind of moment kind of thing where he right. was like, it really isn't a big deal to hold someone's hand if, even if they're the same sex. I mean, talking about that and time periods and stuff like, I mean, obviously there's lots of things that like kissing on the mouth for instance is not exactly something that men would do if you're just friends but it is something that happened at some point in history like it was commonplace to kiss your friend on the mouth why not right. in fact it was in and the reason i bring this up is because it was literally just brought up in a in a stanley kubrick appreciation group where they were talking about the scene where uh, one of Barry's friends is shot in one of the battles that they're in. And he said, you know, kiss me, my boy, for we'll never meet again or whatever. And he kisses on, on the mouth. And everybody's like, why do you do that? Well, the people in the Facebook group were like, why do you do that? And <laughs> that seems kind of <laughs> weird. And they're like, no, it was kind of just a thing that th that's what you would do that back then. It was not a big deal. And it's like, oh, I mean, I... I really don't know what I thought about it until somebody pointed it out. Cause I don't think I even thought about it. I was like, okay, like whatever. <laughs> it didn't feel homosexual. <laughs> I don't know. Right. Like, it's like, you, like, it was just like, he's dying. Kiss him. Like, okay. <laughs> Where else are you going to kiss him? Forehead. <laughs> Maybe. I do a lot of forehead kisses. I kiss the top of the head and the forehead. <clears throat> like he's dying. Give him a big smacker, baby. I mean, Give right, him my really bad. Wants. I haven't kissed a lot of, like, dying people. I'd probably still go for the forehead, though. Just because that feels right for me. Because I'm a forehead kisser. I mean, I'm not sure. I feel bad because now that I think about it, if I'm in that situation. But if they were, like, I, I lay, lay one on me, I'd be like, I mean, okay. Like, I mean, I feel, I, like, I feel like even in general me specifically when i'm out in public and i see weird people like giving me looks or whatever not weird people but just people giving me weird looks there you go um i often wonder sometimes not all the time but i keep wondering like do they wonder what it's like to make out with somebody like me <laughs> <laughs> because i have such a big fucking beard and mustache and everything and and i kind of always want people to ask me that <laughs> Why, so that you could be like, well, come on over here. Do you want to find out? Like, honestly, yeah. yes, that's what I would say. <laughs> Do you want to find out? Because I will. That's fine. Because I don't know what it's like, honestly. I have no clue. You've never kissed somebody with, like, as large a beard as you? <laughs> mm, I'm thinking. Hold on. There's a lot of people. Like, because you've... you've You've kissed people with beards. You've had boyfriends with beards. I've seen them. They've no, existed. but they weren't like this. 
No, they weren't. No. You, your hair also grows very fast. And it's thick. Yeah. And like, yeah, like, like, honestly, like, for those who aren't watching, like, Johnny's beard <laughs> is probably six inches down right now. I had six inches from your face in length. Yeah, I think so. It's about the size of a dollar bill. Well, how long yeah. has it been? Like, six months? It grows about an inch a month. So, really? however long it Because I'd, I'd like, cause I wouldn't be surprised if you had shaved two weeks ago. <laughs> well, it does seem like that. But I, yeah. as far as I know from experience of growing many of these things, uh, I believe it's about an inch a month is how fast it grows. So you're telling me you haven't shaved your face since the start of quarantine? No, that's exactly what happened. Like I, I shaved the day that we were supposed to go home um, and not work in the office anymore. I shaved like that day, like shaved, like with a razor. Right on. And of course, everybody freaked out because they were like, what? Where's your beard? And I was like, I wasn't expecting to be in here today. Oh, because I had an issue with my computer. So I had to go in. <laughs> I wasn't expecting to see anybody for months. And then <laughs> I had to go in that day and have them fix my computer issue. And everybody's like, what? I look like a lizard or something. It's like, ew, <clears throat> what is that? What is that? Um, <laughs> especially if they're not expecting it and they're like, yeah. Which did happen many times as I walked. Because I also had to walk through the office like more than usual, if that makes sense. Because um, our office is split into like two different parts. And I had to go over to IT to have them look at my computer. So I actually had to go to them. So I had to walk through like the other half of the office that never sees me ever. So it's like, who is that weird guy with a naked face? I'm sure they funny. were like with a naked face. Like, <laughs> I'm pretty only sure they thought people it was walk through that hall. Even, even the women, they like put on fake beards. To... They're like, oh, oh my. Um. <laughs> so, what would you rate this movie, Johnny? Oh God, I would rate it mm, eight toes. Eight toes. Oh, yeah, I loved word. it. I thought it was beautiful. Right on. Right I on. loved it. I mean. We didn't even talk about the cinematography, but it was fucking gorgeous. The cinematography was pretty good. Beautiful. It was, it was very good. Because I kind of... It was beautifully photographed, just, yeah. Yeah, because I was kind of... I watched a, a film, an African film, like, I don't know, like a month before this, the, the a month before I watched this one. And it was on Netflix. I can't remember. It was like a, the, a cook-off. It was a bake-off or something. It was like a baking contest like movie but it was a movie about i don't remember i suggested it to everybody and i don't know if anybody else ever watched it but it was fantastic but i i did think they were lucky because it did seem like it had a smaller budget so the cameras were probably not the greatest cameras but but they have magic hour i think probably more than we do over here so the <laughs> natural lighting over there was spectacular so they just happened to have great lighting for like these great to give them a beautiful looking scene or whatever um but you could tell that it was so anyway so when i went to this film not to be i don't know i guess i guess that was a prejudice of me that they would have the same film equipment or something but they didn't <laughs> they had professional cameras of some sort and it was fucking stunning it was absolutely beautiful so I think it was very nice that they had all that. But again, beautiful natural lighting. I don't think, Right. I think most of this was filmed that way. I don't think there was very much artificial it, lighting at all. It had to be. It, it really had to be. Because with, all, with all the color and all the brightness, but it was also like a very open, um, yeah. open movie, like an open atmosphere. Like you uh, feel. But, you but when, when the, uh when the violence was happening, mm -hmm. all the colors were muted. Like oh, yeah. the whole film itself got dark right well, after and it was, that. They were beating them up at night. So yeah. But even when we got to the hospital mm -hmm. and they were indoors, like we didn't really capture them indoors a ton, but even inside the car, like it was bright in the, in the car that they used to like, Oh, I, I know something about that. With. The, the colors, um, the director specifically shot the film very vibrant, obviously, 
but for all the scenes where they were intimate together especially in the van she had it um the coloring was more pastel mm-hmm. for them in those situations so that it was a little more uh romantic i guess from instead of personal yeah yeah more intimate well i thought mm-hmm. that was brilliant because it, it's very it really does give you a different feeling when they're intimate together in those moments it's yes. beautiful it's very well done uh, like i didn't feel because sometimes sometimes even with heterosexual sex scenes i'm like i don't really care for that i don't want to see that um and then of course with two ladies you know i'm not usually around for those moments so i don't <laughs> But this was very, very well done. It was very tasteful. They well, they didn't actually have sex, I guess. Did they? Did they have sex? It's always hard to tell with women, Johnny. Well, I meant like. Was, I mean, there's I can't like remember. a. There, is it a joke or is it like a belief where like sex is penetration, like of a dick, and so like lesbians are all just like virgins, I guess. Oh, for fuck's sake! Because they're just they're just break. good friends. I'm, there, uh, there are dildos in the world, people that are bigger than your penises. So, I mean, sorry guys. Like, I mean, I count like everything as like sex because like it's fucking sex. Like oral sex is still sex, you know. Yeah. But anyway. Well, I always say like I was a virgin until I was like thirty something, but I guess if we're gonna be technical about it, I was not. (laughs) 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 I was pretty slutty, but. <laughs> there was a lot of pieces here and there. But, but what what was I saying? Oh, I thought I also thought the the sex scene was like because they they I I do think that they had sex. Yeah. They, it was I, just cut up so that It was like a montage kind of thing. It wasn't Well, I aggressive. what I liked is when the director got like whenever they were intimate or or something um something close she would the audio would keep going and it would go out of sync with what was on screen mm-hmm. and she did that with um with their sex scene so that's why i assumed that they were having sex because it was like getting cut up but and then they like laid down and they like slept together and i was like oh okay so like you know this was a very intimate moment i just only assumed that it was intercourse and yeah. They had their hands in each other's pants. Yeah, I couldn't remember if they did or not. Yeah, they did. But, okay. Then Pretty sure. sex was had and it was lovely. <laughs> Good for them. <laughs> yeah. The, um, yeah. Yeah, good Good for them. Good for them. I, I liked the movie. I don't think I connected with it as much. Uh, and that's not to say it was, there's anything wrong with it. You know, I think that like, I was like, oh, Romeo and Juliet situation. Um, like in the beginning, uh, it was very beautifully, beautifully photographed, but I would probably give it like a 6.5. Not that I wouldn't recommend it to people, but I definitely connected with Portrait of a Lady on Fire far more. I can see that. Yeah. I think for me, films like this get me excited um creatively yes more so because it felt like something and this is not a dig but it felt like something i could have made if right. that makes sense and that's, and those that's films, why i like 28 days later it's the yeah. same thing well i don't think i can make that one i still think i need more <laughs> money for a 28 days situation but <laughs> <laughs> gotta get people off the streets Exactly. Gotta have money to. I don't have money for all um, that. A block. But I like films that that encourage me, like, oh, you could totally have done this. Right. You could have gotten a camera and some people together, and made this film. Not that, like I said, that's not a dig at the film itself. I'm saying, like, I love. It's it's inspiring. Yeah, it is, and I think even the simplicity of the plot because it wasn't a complicated story at all no. it was very simple and i i'm not good at those I, for sure 
I always make things way more complicated than they need to be. So <laughs> having examples of a simple story told beautifully and photographed beautifully and acted beautifully, like those make me excited because I'm like, oh, I could do that if I just learned how to do that. <laughs> However that's done. Oh, you could still do that. Like even Barry Lyndon, if I'm going to be perfectly honest, that is a very simple story. I mean, there's really not much to it, but it's like the way that it was done was immaculate. So it's like, oh, I could do that if I had lots of money. Because <laughs> I can't afford those costumes, but whatever. I don't have access to museum pieces. Okay, thank you very much. I'm not Stanley Kubrick. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, so yeah. What would so, you recommend? What would I recommend? Oh, shit. Huh. I fucking should have. I mean, I, this curveball. This curveball's at me every mean? single fucking episode. This fucking curve. You started this. I know I started it. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> God damn it. I forgot. Um, All right. So. What would you recommend? I want to recommend. Like, my first instinct would be to be, uh, be like, Portrait of a Lady on Fire. But, like, while I love that movie. Um, I would say if you enjoyed this, that you might enjoy like the watermelon woman too. Okay. Where it wasn't necessarily like forbidden love, um, per se, but it does like follow a, um, a queer black woman who was obsessed with, uh, the watermelon woman, a, a character in old, old film. And she like an old an old black uh, cinema actress and her following through. I don't know why I said actually. You know what? <laughs> it has no gay themes other than the. No, it does. It absolutely yeah. does. I'm gonna stick with it. The watermelon woman. Okay. She, it's also her and her relationship with her uh, her girlfriend and different standards. It goes through different queer standards throughout time. I'm gonna go with Billy's Hollywood Screen Kiss. I've never seen it. Which was directed by Tommy O'Haver, or O'Haver, O'Haver, whatever. Um, fantastic, fantastic movie. But it was also, it's kind of, it feels the same to me in this, the fact that it was a very small budget kind of film mm -hmm. that was made. Like, it's one of those encouraging ones to me. Like, when I saw that for the first time, I was like, holy shit, I can make a film. Although, I will say, I was jealous because... It was actually filmed in 70 millimeter. <laughs> and that was only because the director had access to one of the cameras and he just randomly was able to do that. And I was like, that's fucking crazy that you had access to something like that. And you just got to make a film. And so, <laughs> yeah, like, it was just like there. Nuts. I think it was 70 millimeter, whatever it was, it was Panavision, whatever. I think it was 70 millimeter, whatever, not the point, but it was just crazy that he got to do it that way. And I was like, whoa whoa especially for such a small fucking budget and everything um also about that film that i want to point out um that was one of the first times i ever heard a nina simone song and it was a drag performance in the film where they were lip syncing to a nina simone song and it's one of my fucking favorites um love me or leave me Love me or leave me or let me be lonely. You won't believe me, but I love you only. I, anyway, fantastic. And I remember, well, I kind of connected because I, I had heard Nina Simone before, but I was like, that voice, I've heard that voice before. Who is that? So I looked at the credits and that's where I discovered Nina. And I was like, yes, please give me all the Nina. <laughs> and of course now I have all the Nina. But, um, but, a side note to that was that I eventually watched that film with commentary because I own it, of course. And um, he wanted a different song, but it was too expensive. So he went with the Nina Simone song because it was less expensive. And I felt really bad because I was like, oh, I feel like Nina should be more expensive. <laughs> of course, nowadays. Maybe she wasn't at the time. She wasn't at the time, but now she's massively expensive. So good luck getting that for your film now. Um, but yeah, I think, well, Nina was still alive at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Nina was still alive at that point. So she was not handling her affairs correctly. <laughs> Get that money. Did girl. you, 
did you ever watch the watermelon woman i know it was I, on criterion i started it and i never finished it I never finished that one it. was also a um an independent film yes uh, what's her name cheryl dune yeah and i did uh, that was one of yeah. the things i loved about watching it what yeah, I she saw definitely it. wrote and directed it and she like based it on like a true not a true story because she couldn't she never found the watermelon woman she like found like a woman in like old cinema in the 1930s and wanted to know more of her history mm -hmm. and she never figured it out and so she just created a movie where she did oh okay oh like the in real life she looked for the actress and couldn't find yeah her. and she like just got nothing oh but in, wow. in the movie she goes on a quest to figure out who this actress is and you know figures out her whole history oh i love that yeah that's very cool talk about like simple plots i have to finish watching it i, I never did yeah you would i think you would dig it oh absolutely well i mean i start i loved what i saw it was one of those things where i put it on later at night and it was too good like <laughs> if that makes sense <laughs> Yeah. I usually put something, if I put something on late at night, I either am doing that because I want to fall asleep or, well, yeah, I usually put it on to fall, but the problem is if I'm too interested in it, I won't fall asleep. You won't go to bed. Yeah. So I had to turn it off and I just never resumed, but because we were originally going to do that at one point, but we chose something else. Yes, we else. were. We were. We were going to do the watermelon woman at one point. I can't remember when it was yeah, at some and point. i watched that and i watched a few of her other things after oh i remember Amazon it, was, had them it was going to be instead of uh vamp <laughs> yeah but then we just went with vamp well we were because we couldn't stop talking about vamp we were just yeah. like all right we just need to record vamp gotta do vamp well it's it's beautiful it's fun so anyway so yeah and you right did you mention last week what our film was for next time yeah, do you, do you remember the film? No, I don't. I thought of that earlier. What? It is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. That's right, because I knew I was excited about it. I was like, what was it? Yeah. <laughs> Best movie of 2016, Johnny. God, that long ago. Do you know what's funny? Was uh, it, wait, was it that long ago or was it 2018? Well, I, while you're looking that up, I, was, um, I just watched the live-action Cinderella which I had mm -hmm. boycotted for a long time. Yeah, you were you were kind of a butthole about it. Um, I was. one of our one of our footsies was like, uh, don't trash talk that movie. Oh, <laughs> did they really? Yeah. Oh, crap. I'm sorry. But that was like a long time ago because we did um what was I think it was when we did Sleeping Beauty, which was one of our first recordings. Well, the Cinderella was one of our first. Well, our maybe maybe it was during Cinderella. Was I it. thought it was during Sleeping Beauty. You really We like... haven't done Sleeping Beauty yet. Have we? We've definitely done Sleeping no. Beauty. Maybe Did we didn't really? publish it. <laughs> I don't remember us doing Sleeping Beauty. Oh, I feel like I remember bringing out all my merchandise. So maybe I did. Did we do that? I feel like we did. We did Sleeping Beauty. <laughs> I don't even remember. <laughs> we, we, about awful. 60 films ago, we did Sleeping Beauty. Well, maybe I did bring that up. Um, well, I, um, I want to yeah. say the film was made in 2015 and i was like are you fucking kidding me it took that long for me to see this movie so oh but let me say can i say real quick about that so i can uh, make this footsie happy um <laughs> i didn't hate it i did not i thought it was a very well-made film the costuming the production Kenneth Branagh directed it, which I had no idea until I started watching. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? How come I didn't watch this before? Um, it's kind of like when he did Thor and I was like, Kenneth Branagh directed Thor? What? Um, anyway, I thought all of it was beautiful. The cast was amazing. Kate Blanchett was fucking awesome. But it felt odd that we would consider it a live action version of the Disney's Cinderella because it didn't feel like it. It didn't have the songs, which they did record some for the film, but they didn't use them. It was obvious that at some point they were going to include the songs in the film, but they, they just didn't do it. Um, and I kind of appreciate the choice of not doing it. However, 
and I will always argue about this. During the dance between Cinderella and the prince at the ball, they should have used an instrumental version of So This Is Love. I don't give a fuck. I mean, the song that they used was perfectly lovely. And what his name, I can't remember who did that score. It was probably the same dude that always does it. Patrick Doyle, probably. Anyway, whatever. D whatever. I was pissed. 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 And I'm still pissed that they didn't use that song. Because of all the songs that you could have used, that would have been the easiest one to throw in there. And you didn't do it. So fuck you for that. But overall, it was a very well-made film. Very well done. Well, look at that. Yeah. Yeah. Changing your tune. I wish uh, I had Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse 2018. Oh, 2018. Okay. Mm -hmm. It was closer than we thought. Yeah. Not like Cinderella from 2015. Solid flick. Super pumped about it. Yeah, I'm very excited about that. Yeah. All right. Well, then... Uh, uh, like subscribe review. Oh yes, uh, we keep. Did we tell people that nowadays? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> uh, follow us on social media: Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, One Foot Podcast, or One Foot on the Ground Podcast. And uh, email us at onefootpodcast at gmail dot com. Yeah, for all your questions and concerns, and maybe even suggestions. Yeah, please. Yeah. Yeah, and then after Spider-Verse, we are rolling into October, aren't we? Yeah, I believe mm. so. So we're going to have some... I'm pumped. Gore. Pumped. Yeah. Our gore fest. A complete gore fest. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> Lots of blood. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not all horror has gore, but... True. It's going to be a blast. Yeah. All right. Until then, bye-bye. Cinderella. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> oh, gosh.